the Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 308. Sunday, February 21st, 2021. Welcome to the Ponch Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 308. I am Rob, you are Greg. Woohoo! And, uh, we, we are, we are, uh, still, still, still at home <laughs> during this pandemic, this Coronavirus, COVID nineteen pandemic, hermiting, pandemicking, uh, sh- shuddering, whatever you want to call it. I mean, look at me. I haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm like. <laughs> I can't see you. I'm like Rip. Oh, you can't. Oh, I'm like Rip Van. Winkle. No, well, I'm using the back camera on my phone. How am I going to see you? Ah, okay. So I'll say I have a mirror. Well, anyway, I hope everyone is doing okay, and, uh, you know, hey, let us, let us, uh, bring you a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> what can we say? Let, let, let us make you smile and, uh, and, and entertain you for a few minutes, so. So let me, let me pull up the, uh, wait, let me see, I got the, the sheet here. It's been, it's been, uh, very bad. You know, Uncle Floyd has the, uh, the coronavirus. What? Why? How? Yeah, yeah. This is a few weeks ago. Oh my! Wait, how did you find that out? I I think I, f- I follow him on Facebook. Oh yeah. What did he say? I don't know. He's what? He's in his like late sixties. Yeah, he's up there. Oh, he may be older than that. No, no, he's older late sixties. Um. Well, well, we hope Uncle Floyd is okay. Uncle Floyd Vivino. Fellow New Jersey and New Jerseyite, New Jersey or whatever. Um, I want to. I, I have a little bit of an update. <clears throat> if I, if you don't mind me starting off a little bit, have you ever looked into your family tree at all? Have you ever worked on that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, many, many years ago. Many how, years ago. How far back were you able to get? Well, I mean, my great grandparents all came through Ellis Island in New York, mm-hmm. or New Jersey, or whatever the hell that is. It's in the you know, it's, a, it's an island, right? A uh, hundred and something years ago. So that's it. I mean, you know, you I can look those, <coughs> I can look up those records, um, you know, on their database. They show you like the ship manifest and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's the deepest I've gone because anything else you got to pay. Paying. <laughs> so I start. So during this pandemic, I, I don't know. I'm home. What, what am I going to do? So I started looking into my family tree. It's something I've always ca- very casually here and there wondered about, but just never like, eh, whatever. 
And then all, I don't know, I just got interested in it. So growing up, I, I, you know, of course I know my family and, and grandparents and a couple of great-grandparents, and that was it. I don't know anything else. So, so I'm asking my family. They know a little bit of stuff, but not, not a whole lot and whatever. So I made a free account on Ancestry.com, and they give you, like, yeah. you, you know, like I, I'll plug in what I know, and who's related to who, and when they were born, and where, and etc. And then, based on all of those data points and cross-referencing and stuff, it's able... Like, it, Ancestry has access to all these records, like birth records, death, marriage, uh, uh, census records, and everything, Ellis Island stuff. So it's able to uh search its own database and then give you what they call hints so it's like hey based on these people you plugged in and these dates you plugged in we we think this is a birth record we think this is a census record etc so i've been able to really flesh out this uh family tree and i mean only going back to like the early 1800s um you know, some people trace their family to, uh, to the Revolutionary War and to the to the Renaissance. I've only been able to go back to the early 1800s. I mean, when listen, when you come from like common or even you know, when you come from Italian, uh, I don't know, uh, like paupers, basically, the records are only going to go back so far. Right. It, it's a mess. It's a mess. There's no records every day. And they're always, like, I don't know about your family, but I'm, I'm seeing in my family, they're always, like, slightly changing their names. And, and on one, wow. oh, on the 1915 census, it said, you know, uh, J- Joe Smith was born uh, 30, he's 37 years old, but then in the 1910 census, it said he was 39 years. It's like, wh- how do they not remember their own age? Like, what is going on with these records? But well, so, I mean, you know, there's a language barrier, but I mean, yeah. how do you know that that's actually them? I mean, you could easily, you know, I mean, Italian people had the same names. I, uh, yeah, I, no, I know, but based on... <laughs> Based on what my family tells me, like, oh yeah, your grandpa Danny had nine, you know, sisters, and this one was named this, yeah. and this one was in. So then, if I pull up a census record from like, you know, from from Newark, New Jersey, and it's like, oh yeah, look, there, there's the the sisters, and these dates are like pretty much lining up, and so it's like a lot of cross referencing these hints that ancestry gives me, and like verifying. And, and yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, some of it is like you just have to make your best guess and whatever. But um, but yeah, the Italian side is messy. Um, but then this other part of my family that I, I never even knew existed because no one ever talked about it before. Um, I traced back to Switzerland. Really? In the, in the early, yeah, the early 1800s. And uh, so, yeah, that was very fascinating for like all these, co- these second, first cousins twice from me. I, I don't know what they call it, but like all these. Well, they don't, they don't care about you. No, no, nobody cares about what, me. Are you, you going to turn this? Are you going to turn this into like the European National Lampoon's European vacation? No, where, no. where you show you're looking for your long, long lost cousin uh, Wolfgang and <laughs> you show up to the wrong house and invite yourself in. <laughs> 
So the, well, well, what I was going to say is, so the Italian side of my family, so my father's side of my family, from what I can tell, came to New York in like roughly 1901. And then my mother's side um, came here a little bit later, like the, I think, I want to say the 20s, my great grandparents on her side. Um, but then that that Swiss side of my mom's family um, didn't come to New York until like, I mean, earlier than that, like the 1840s, I believe. So, uh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like it was like the 1840s. So they were in New York uh, uh, even like 50, uh, 65, 60 years longer than. So I don't know. Anyway, I just was curious if you had ever done that. It's interesting. It's fun. I, I like yeah. the sleuthing. I like the puzzle solving. <laughs> uh, where, where and and it's very fascinating to me, but uh, and satisfying, but also frustrating when I hit a wall and I'm like, "What happened to this guy? How come there's no records?" What? Ah, it's like. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, uh, on my mother's side, my my grandfather, the family, they came from this small town. Well, I mean, now it's like a regular town, but you know in like same thing like in 1902 or three or whatever yeah it was a very small town and the town was basically like wiped off the map by the earthquake over there in 1980 so like it's oh. <laughs> like nothing left of it which is interesting um yeah but i think like one of my uncle's um, that's my PC rebooting. My one of my uncles went uh, to Italy on vacation, and I think he went to like one of the towns or something, and was like looking some stuff up. I I don't think he found anything of import. Yeah. What's interesting is um, if you so yes, you're right about the Italians and the records, and and I mean who knows all the wars and, and records getting destroyed or whatever. But then another country, like let's say the Netherlands, <laughs> if you research those records, it's like they have handwritten books going back hundreds of years with all the records. So they and they digitized it all and have it on in databases. And I'm like, a country like that has their act together. A country like Italy, you can't find anything. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness. If you went to, like, northern Italy or, like, Rome or something, you're going to get more detailed records because those people had money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they, uh, but, you know, our ancestors were, like I said, they were basically, <laughs> like, poor villagers. They were laborers. They, <laughs> if even, and they didn't, they probably couldn't read or write. Um, the only records that would have existed with them would have been through the church so it would have been like uh births and baptisms marriages deaths yeah that's it yeah so that's what you would have to search i know like the uh the mormons do that worldwide they have this like crazy database that they just keep piling and piling more information into and so they have you can often find it from them for instance right, right. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to. Hey, Mormons, help me. <laughs> help me. Out. Well, you know, they do the same. Bill Maher talks about this in Religious. Nah. Um, <laughs> where, nah. 
he said basically what they do is they have this like they have these like giant like baptisms of dead people so that's the reason they do this so they like claim all these dead people and say oh you know we're you know they're now mormons oh so they can get them into their records Something like or that. Something, I, I don't yeah. know. The way Bill Maher described it was obviously funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being blunt. I have but, not... Uh, speaking of Bill Maher, I have not watched Real Time with Bill Maher in... in it, it must be like 10 years now. 12 really? Yeah. Why? I just... I, I don't know. The political... I just... I can't anymore. I just can't. It makes me too angry and upset and... Uh, I, I don't know. I just can't anymore. Well, it gets me too the, riled uh, up. The last, like this season, all he does is complain that the state of California will not allow him to put up a solar uh, solar <laughs> panels in his house. <laughs> it's going on three years. They won't allow it. Why not? Why well, I thought you could put solar panels. No. Because California, the red tape in California is oh, insane. They, yeah, like a permit. Can't do right? anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's it's awful. You just can't do anything there. I just can't with the politics anymore. I mean, I, you know, hey, we we uh, it's a new era now. <laughs> no more Trump. Well, and uh, but you still have people just posting hoaxes and fake stuff and lies and and, uh, and I'm just like I just can't. I I have to. Unfortunately, I have to detach myself and just—I'm uh, not saying bury my head in the sand and ignore people's struggles and the, what's going on in the world, but just to, to immerse myself 24 hours a day in 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 the toxic silliness. So I, I just—I I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Well, um, I saw the. Um, so you had so so moving on. You had linked some. I'll let you talk about this, but real quick. Uh, the Super Nintendo video game called Race Driving. Yeah, is yeah. a horrendous piece of garbage. That sh- I don't even. I, I'm being. I'm being. Look, I'm being completely like serious here and neutral or whatever. In all seriousness, I I don't know when when a game runs so poorly. Why do you even release it? You can't make you can't possibly make your money back. Like who's gonna buy this thing? I mean, a valiant that effort. Tengen? Was that te- who did that? Imagineering. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't even know who published it. But well, it was but, an Atari arcade port. Right, right. But on the Super Nintendo, it was a three-dimensional polygon, a, a, a very early on, very primitive uh, three-dimensional polygon racing game. Right. Which in the arcade well, at the was time... Hard dri- did, uh, was hard driving the original or was, uh, was it race driving? I, I believe know. hard driving was the original. And it ran okay in the arcade. It was, it was a novelty. And they put that on the links! I know. I know. Well, they put it on everything, and and so, um, <laughs> but it ran at such a poor frame rate, and the control was like it was so poor on the Super Nintendo. It's like again, I understand a for effort, valiant effort, but but it's so anyway. I don't know why they released it, but anyway, um, you. I'll let you talk about this. You found a video 
and and I'm I'm watching this video. I'm like this this looks amazing. It's the same exact game. But I, but go ahead. I'll let you talk about it. Nah. So you know what's happened over the last I don't know six seven years maybe longer. Um, yeah, or even going back further. You know, people have been um, tinkering with uh, old video game ROMs and. Um, you know, one of the things that they've done as the hardware for the Flash multi-carts has gotten more um, powerful, it's, you know, it's given them a reason to um, modify some things. Because now you can actually... Because, you know, before you could do it, but... why? Like, in other words, why... Like, I'll give you an example. On the Super Nintendo, when the system first came out, there were some uh, launch titles that ran a little bit slow. Uh, I think Gradius 3 was one of them right. just because they didn't have enough time to fully get them running or whatever um, and you know over time if you wanted to run that game at its true speed in an emulator well you just change an emulator setting and you're done you know you don't do anything right. um, I'm sure that you could there was probably emulators for Super Nintendo that you could tweak to allow race driving to run at a proper frame rate for instance, right? Because uh, it's an emulator; it's you could do whatever you want at that point. <laughs> right. But to actually get it to do it on an on on real hardware is totally different. So now, you know, before the last few years, the uh, with the multi carts, like I said, getting more complicated, more powerful chips being put in them, you couldn't do it. But now that they have it, it's given these like you know these like homebrew programmers the capacity to say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm going to modify this game. So what they did was... Um, so a few things had to happen. First of all, you had to have the... In the Super Nintendo case, you had to have the multi-card. So there's originally called the SD to SNES. Uh, there was a German guy that created it. Um, and then he licensed it to this EverDrive guy who makes all this stuff. Um, and that's what it was. Now it's called like FX Pack or something. Um, but anyway, uh, eventually, not him, but other people eventually were able to code um, these modules that would mimic the original uh, Super Nintendo special chips that they would put on some of the cartridges, uh, including the Super FX chip. Right. A now, few, most yeah, of these it, chips, it was it was a very small. It was like six percent of all the games had one of these chips. Yeah, it wasn't many. Right, and me and most of the chips, the Super Effects chip was like a totally different animal, but most of the chips, they weren't anything special. They were all they were there to do was to provide um, help with calculations to the Super NES CPU, which was not a great CPU at the time. Right. Yeah, they they were um, math they, they were math coprocessors. Right. So that, that's all they all there was to it. So um, that's what they did. And so one of the ones they, that they uh, modeled was called the SA-1, which I think like some of the Mega Man X games had and things like that. So, And what they've been doing in a lot of cases, I don't know if they've always been using this chip. They may be using some other ones. It doesn't really matter. But for a lot of uh, different games, Super Nintendo games, and now I'm getting a call. <laughs> the hell is calling me? Spam. Can't tell. 
now. <laughs> the, the, the Super Nintendo SA1 chip stands for Super Accelerator 1 chip. Um, it was used in, su like, for example, Super Mario RPG. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's like the main game that it lists there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, the point being, there's been other games that they have, like, accelerated um, with these chips on the yeah. Super Nintendo. I think they may have done a, a Doom or something like that. I don't know. I mean, they well, also this... do them for 32X and... This is a, a, a person in Brazil, right? I have no idea. Because it says a Brazilian ROM hacker, Vitor Vilela, oh. has created ROM patches for Contra 3, Gradius 3, or Gradius 3, Super Mario World, which I'm like, that didn't really have slowdown in it, but okay. Super R-Type and Race Driving. Right, well... Super Mario World, maybe uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of hacks that people have done for that game that won't run um, on a lot of these, you know, on the SNES as is. You might need some more power. I don't know. So yeah, the 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 YouTube video which we'll put in the show notes of race driving I mean, it's it's it looks it actually looks like a, a good game and it actually runs better than the original arcade game now at this point with that enhancement yeah because the arcade game this is just based on my memory so don't you know this isn't uh, an official thing but i don't know what did the arcade game run at like f five or ten frames per second the super nintendo version was what, what was it two frames <laughs> that bad i mean literally the super nintendo version is like two or three frames per second i'm not exaggerating the arcade at least if you're like five ten frames per second it's there's some element of smoothness in there but this this uh super nintendo enhanced version that this guy made this thing looks like it's 60 frames a second. It looks, it actually looks cool. <laughs> I would have, yeah. if the game ran like that back then, I would have been all over it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to run like that. It would have to have had a special chip in it, which, you know, whoever the hell made it was not going to put in it. You know, no, I know. I'm saying, though, if they had, if they, I'm just saying, if they had done that at the time, it would have been mind blowing back then. Polygon, 60 frames per second. Yeah, I mean, they did. It was on the PlayStation. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, a few years later and a few hundred dollars later. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, even uh, Virtual Racing on the Genesis, which had Sega's enhancement chip, which runs fairly smoothly, uh, that that was, uh, what was that, 20, 15 or 20 frames per second. Even that wasn't as good as this hacked version of race drive i mean it's a better game probably but <laughs> but anyway i thought that was very interesting and it looked really cool the enhanced version um what uh, should we what, what should we do next we have a lot uh, of i don't know i'm not on my i'm still trying oh. i'm still trying to fix this other thing here there's this thing, uh, while you fix that, I'll talk about, I had never heard of before, and somehow I came across 
a thing called chess boxing. Have you ever heard of chess boxing? <laughs> no. So I never. <laughs> I linked to a uh, a YouTube search. So these boxers, or well, I guess it depends how you want to look at it. So depending on how you want to look at it, uh, either two boxers or two chess players are sitting at a chess board in a boxing ring. They do some chess moves, and then they get up and start boxing each other for a few minutes, and then they sit back down and do some more chess moves, and then they get back up and keep boxing each other. It's like, what is this? It's chess boxing? What is it? Where did this come from? It's Did very, you post a video of that? I, yeah, I linked to a a bunch of it. It's like a link that takes you to a search on YouTube, and it comes up with all these videos. But they have champion like like it's not just like some little homemade thing. Like this is an official broadcast thing on ESPN. That's like. There's like championship tournaments and stuff. When did this? I never heard of this before. Chess boxing. Have you've never heard of it either? And never. I, th I thought it was bizarre. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Ah. Uh, anyway, so that was that was that. That was chess boxing. If anyway, listen. If you're listening and you can, uh, wait, 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 hold on. How do you, how do you know who's won? I mean, do they win by playing the chess, or do they win with like the boxing? I, don't, I have no idea. Both. I don't know. I don't know. Whoever's listening, if you can shed some more light on chess boxing, <laughs> I mean, okay. So, so if there's chess boxing, could there be checkers wrestling? Well, it's I can't like, do chess. I, I could probably attempt uh, uh, checkers. Check, or like checkers, yes. Can't do chess. Like no good. Um, Candyland Taekwondo or something. Ah. <laughs> something I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? Uh, I, you know what? I could probably. Well, I mean, the obvious one would be something like uh, like Risk, but with like actual like uh, you know like military weapons. <laughs> You actually have to kill them. <laughs> you have to actually, like, you you you're both sitting at the table doing the board game, and then you get up and like start shooting each other. Yeah, <laughs> and then go back to the board game. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh man, you heard it here first. We invented it. We've invented another sport that will be stolen. What was it that I was telling you? Demolition. Oh, it was soccer. in the it was in the Cobra Kai where right where wasn't it? I said so, they they somebody else stole our demolition soccer uh, idea. Yeah, they were going crazy. Um, yeah, they were very they were, annoying. Uh, so Cobra Kai. So we watched season three that that came out uh, January very early January uh, of this year, twenty twenty one, and uh, and it was great. <laughs> that's my review. It was great. But that's it. <laughs> Well, uh, okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler uh, alert. Um, it, okay, here's, here's what I remember, some highlights. I, I thought it was very funny when Johnny was rehabilitating Miguel. <laughs> and he's just like, just come on, get up. Like all the weird like ropes he would like uh, set up to like try to get him to stand up and everything. 
Well, I mean, in the second season, right when they were when John Kreese showed up, Duh. and they're training their Cobra Kai people. I mean, they had them like running around inside of a of a a, a concrete uh, mixer. Yeah, cement mixer. Um, <clears throat> and then also, it was funny in season three was when uh, when Miguel was trying to help Johnny uh, get on Facebook and like take yeah. pictures and stuff, and I, that was silly. And um, and then uh, well, and so season three showed it. It gave us uh, a look into John Kreese's background, which it's like don't don't make me f- start feeling bad for him because I hate him. So stop trying to make me feel bad for him. Well, you know, it wasn't even that. It was my, that was actually I thought the worst part of the the season because the accuracy. <laughs> those Vietnam flashbacks were horrible. Was it? I don't know. I, I, th- that didn't bother me. They, first of all, they were so inaccurate, and <laughs> they were like they had him in like a Vietnamese prison camp, right? And it was like as as horribly like racist and historically inaccurate as like a Chuck Norris movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. But, I, I think the guy has died at this point. I was waiting for that Asian guy that was from uh, 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 the which what the hell the missing in action movies with Chuck Norris to show up, brother, <laughs> um, and you know kill him. But no, that was terrible. The only good thing, again, more spoilers. The only good thing is. You know that they established that there's likelihood is the next season you we will indeed see the great uh, Terry Silver. Terry Silver, maybe. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, man. So anyway, so I hate John Kreese, Whoa! but he just will not go away. Well, I mean um, that's the point. I know, and then. Um, Oh, and then the end. Oh, that's what I've been waiting for for two seasons. The big end. I'm like, again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I kept, like, we kept saying, as we're watching Cobra Kai, season one, season two, the, uh, Danny and Johnny are fight. Daniel and Johnny are fighting with each other and clashing yeah. and bringing up old, you know, high school drama and stuff. And it's like, why don't they just team up? Why don't they just get together? Why don't they just, ah, they could... And they finally teamed. Oh, that scene at the end where, the, oh man, Daniel he gets he gets he gets Miyagi Do going again, and all the students are there. He's like, and I want to introduce you know the Ko Sensei or whatever it was. And then he, oh. and, wait, and what was his thing? His new thing was like Eagle Fang or something. Oh yeah, sense. Johnny. Yeah, he's like, fine. You have Cobra Kai. I'll make a new dojo. He's talking to uh, John Kreese. Whatever. He's like. What's awesome? Eagles, fangs, whatever. He's like, great, eagle fang. (laughs) And then the one kid was like, "Uh, you know, eagles don't have fangs. (laughs) And then I kicked over something. Shut Shut up. up. But yeah, when when he walked into Miyagi-Do as a sensei, as as co-sensei, it was like, yes, I can't wait for, now I have to wait a whole year for the next season. I can't, I can't wait. Well... You know, uh, well, actually, they also they was cool was they um, they did that one flash that you know that was a flashback. They did that one episode where they 
they had uh, uh, La Russa, uh, Ralph Macchio interacting, supposedly in Japan. I don't think they actually right. Yeah, in Japan, but like like Karate uh, they Kid They brought too. back uh, Kumiko, uh, Kumika, or whatever her name was, and uh, uh, the other guy, uh, Chosen. Yes, the bad guy. Yeah, for, it was from uh, Karate yeah, Kid too. Yeah, that and was. They brought really back good. the original actors. Uh, uh, yep, who still look pretty good, and and I, I thought that was. Uh, they, and they actually found they they worked into the story the girl that Daniel saves during yep. the typhoon they actually got that actress you know she's grown up now and they had her uh, uh, in in there as well you know it's funny it's goofy uh, low budget you know etc you know that's yeah. how the- it is. The episode with Elizabeth Shue was good. Yes, and, yes, uh, they brought Elizabeth Shue back. She was yeah. uh, great. I mean, she's a you know, great actress, but yeah, she was great uh, when they brought her back. And um, you know that that was that was fun. What I like, yeah, I, I, like I, I, I what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say. I said they've they've tied it back to the original. You know, in so many ways. This is why. I think the next season you will see, you know, Terry Silver and <laughs> yes, probably that other guy, uh, the John, the, the 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 Mike Barnes guy, and I like even though I mean, unfortunately, um, Pat Morita is dead, Mister yeah. Miyagi. But I like how they they don't just like skirt around it or what they they they. Um, they own it. They embrace it. They yeah. they um, loop him in as much as possible. They talk about it, reference in pictures, uh, footage from the old movies and stuff. So, oh man, that's it, it's so good. Such a good show. It is good. Uh, you know, obviously the only lackluster thing about it is that they film it in Atlanta, Georgia, um, which is mm-hmm. odd, versus L.A. like you know the original stuff. So. I mean, you know, when they try and do, like, you know, the locations from the original movie, I mean, they make it look similar, but it's, you know, it's not the same spots. Right. Yeah, again, it doesn't bother me. It's, yeah, but it's, I'm going to ask you this. Show. When you were watching the Vietnam flashbacks of John Kreese, and so in the in the flashbacks, he's part of this team, and... Um, it's him and this guy that they called Stretch or something like that. And then this other guy that they, I forget what they, they called him Ponytail. Um, okay. Something like that. But so the funny thing is, so Ponytail eventually gets killed by the Viet, Viet Cong. Yeah. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, wait a minute, Terry Silver had a Ponytail. Did they just kill Terry Silver and like screw up the continuity? No. What's going on there? No, 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 no. And then by the end, you realize, oh, the other guy, the more cowardly guy or whatever, that that's really Terry Silver. Uh, right, and that's who John, again, spoiler alert, but that's who John, uh, see, now, see, I didn't realize, but now that you're saying it, so that's who John Kreese called at the end? Wait, you didn't realize that? No, I didn't Come know they on, were in Vietnam. it was so were, blatantly obvious. I didn't know they were in Vietnam together. What, you don't remember the third movie? I mean, not that detailed. <laughs> yeah, but come on. He, it was like he was like, you know, 
literally, there's a scene where he's like, you know, this guy saved my butt. You saved my butt in Vietnam so many times. Wow. It's gonna be a there's gonna be a karate, a, a Cobra Kai all over this valley. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know what they're gonna be teaching? John Kreese karate. <laughs> Whoa. You know what's interesting about Karate Kid? I was watching. Uh, well, first of all, Josh Gad did his um, reunited oh, part yeah, of, of the Karate Kid. Uh, be, prior to the release of season three. Um, but I was watching some interviews and behind the scenes stuff about the original Karate Kid movie. And the referee in the tournament at the end of the original Karate Kid movie, the guy with the mustache, like the, the muscular guy with the mustache, yeah. he trained the, the whole cast. He was the one training everyone on martial arts. Yeah, what was his name? Johnson something Johnson. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, um, was, a, he was a world... He was literally like... A, in that world, he was like a world-famous, you know, uh, jiu-jitsu guy or something. Yeah. So when they were rehearsing the scenes, he was John Kreese. He was playing John Kreese in the rehearsals. Okay. Then when they actually started filming, if I remember correctly, the first scene that they filmed with Cobra Kai, they were in the dojo and, and it was the scene where... Mr. Miyagi and Daniel come in, and Mr. Miyagi's like, leave him alone, let's do the tournament or whatever. It was that scene. So they're filming this scene, and out of nowhere, Martin Cove walks in as John Kreese. So yeah. like so like um, William Zagg, like the cast didn't, they weren't given a heads up, hey, there's going to be this other actor or whatever. Oh. He walks, <laughs> again, supposedly, and if, you know... Uh. He walks in, so and, and they're all like thinking he's like this martial artist. He's just some actor, you know. He's been in like TV shows and stuff, but like so they're all and and they were all like kind of like he was like mysterious. And they were like a little afraid of him because they were like, who is is this some like like this is a real black belt martial artist guy? Like that, that's what they thought because the director purposely left it mysterious and sprung ah, this surprise okay. on the yeah. cast. And the rest is history. I, I, I thought that was a, uh, an interesting tidbit. Mercy is for the weak. Um, Although I, I still, I still listen. I still go by the the, the edicts of uh, of Terry Silver uh, and John Kreese Karate, which, which are three yeah. parts. Go ahead. The man can't see. He can't fight. <laughs> right. The man can't stand. He can't fight. Correct. <laughs> and then, of course, last but not least, the man can't breathe. He can't fight. <laughs> right. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know what that part of it. I just the, the, Cobra the, three, the three that I remember. But yeah. the funny part is, when you think about it, um, Daniel LaRusso, in that original trilogy of movies, was a complete... An utter imbecile. <laughs> like literally. I know. So the, the irony well. is, and they've they've kind of like he's playing like Machio is basically like kind of playing off of that in a lot of ways, somewhat. Right. But 
and then uh, Zabka's Johnny Lawrence is is sort of portraying himself as this like you know just like jockish doofus, you know goofball from the '80s, which I don't think was the case. If you look at the original character of Johnny Lawrence, um, in a sense, he wasn't an idiot. Right. You know, he was just a pop. He was a popular guy, popular friends, and blah blah blah, and and you know, he that did. kind of stuff. But he was never really shown as stupid. No, and Whereas, in the original movie, if I remember correctly, he did start out wanting to clean up his act and start taking things more seriously. And his well, they kind of retcon that. They kind of retcon that with him and Ali. Uh, right. The shoe. Right. They sort of. They were going on on that angle, but um, yeah, that was that was that was kind of it. So it's just funny that you know that that's sort of how. But again, you know, he was a, Daniel Larusso was an idiot, <laughs> literally in but, every movie. He was a complete and utter idiot. But they're great, though. They're great movies, especially that first Karate Kid movie. When I mean. <laughs> In the in the, in my opinion, the history of filmmaking, one of the scenes that is is one of the best scenes up there with all the other classic great scenes of all time is uh, and 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 the way the, the original Karate Kid like it comes across like it wasn't this high budget slick movie it was like just a down to earth very plainly shot like just very like organic very plainly shot uh, which might yeah but, might... This, uh, yeah, but uh, wait, don't don't confuse yourself this was not some uh indie film you know john no, Adelson no. was a major director directed rocky right right no no but what i'm saying is it, it had that organic uh, almost like grit to it like a rocky or uh, i can't explain it it just had that that simplicity to it where instead of like a flashy but anyway the point that i'm making is so so the um so mr miyagi um agrees to train daniel yeah over the course of however many days he gives him all these house chores to do Waxing his car and sanding his deck and painting his fence and, and all this other stuff. And uh, so, so the first time, it's like, oh, okay, all right, he has to do some chore. You know, Mr. Miyagi needs help. He's going to help Daniel in return or whatever. Okay. By the second day, all right, he, has, he needs a little more help around the place, whatever. By, like, the third, fourth day, as, as the viewer, I'm like, all right, this guy, what's going on with this guy? Is he, is he, like, is he legit? Does he not know? Or is he taking advantage? And the scene where Daniel gets so, it's nighttime, he finishes painting the fence, he's tired, his arms are... Mr. Miyagi! Mr. Miyagi! Mr. Miyagi! Mr. Miyagi comes back. And he's like, okay, very good. Uh, you come back tomorrow. I have more chore. And then Daniel's like, no, screw, F this. I'm, I'm done. You're, you don't know karate. Blah, 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 blah. You're a con artist. And he's, he's screaming. He walks away. The Miyagi's like, Daniel, Daniel, come back. What? What are you going Show me wax the car. Wax on, wax off. He's like, what? Yeah. He gets on. He's like, no, 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 no. Stand up. Show me wax on. Wait, no, like this. Like, and now the viewer is starting to put the pieces together, like, oh, 
Oh my god, once those pieces came to just the, the way they laid that out and shot it and sequenced it and acted it and I feel like that's one of the best moments in film history right there. Yeah. It was so good, so classic and like, oh man, such a good movie. Anyway. There you go. But but in a way that I ended up seeing the remake. Remember, it was Will Smith's son and Jackie Chan. Oh, I never. I refuse to watch that. I, I know, I know. So I watched it on DVD or cable. I can't remember. This was a few years ago. I watched it. I'm like, I, I, I like Jackie Chan. Let me give this a chance. And that <laughs> whole um, sequence where he's doing the chores and learning and stuff. It it just. It just didn't, for me, it just did not work as well, as well no, as the I mean, original. You knew the, you knew the punchline. No, 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 I know that, but like the chores, because they completely changed everything about it. The chores he was well, doing, it's like, throw your jacket on the floor, then pick it up, then throw your jacket on the floor, then pick it up. And it's like, that's not a chore, that's just stupid. Why are you doing that? No, that's not, it, it's, ah. Uh. I, I felt like they ruined it. That whole special build-up and the whole—I I feel like they just ruined it by by changing it to be stupid things instead of logical things. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess we'll do some celebrity deaths. Celebrity deaths. Yes, let me... Um... First section of them there. All right. <clears throat> so, born April 30th, 1926. Died January 27th, 2021. Oh, by the way, by the way, um, <laughs> yeah. when I was looking for people, I realized... Uh, maybe they died themselves. The deadoraliveinfo.com has not been updated in like a year. I know. Yeah, I, uh, I can't go. Can't, I know. I know. I know. Deadoraliveinfo.com. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Might have died. Yeah. So, uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, April 1926 died. January 27, 2021. Actor Cloris Leachman. Yes. Uh, Mel she, Brooks movies. Yes. High anxiety. Um. What else? Uh, I, I don't. I'm not familiar with that one. High anxiety. What is that? Really? Yeah. It's the one where Mel Brooks is the. Um, he's a psychiatrist, and he gets the job as like the head of the this uh, mental hospital and there's all you know there's all characters there and Harvey Corman is there as like the uh, the villain basically of course uh, and Cloris Leachman is like his assistant and she's supposed to be really ugly <laughs> okay <laughs> it's just it's just hilarious it's a great movie and he's just you know Mel Brooks plays this you know chief of psychiatry at a mental institute and he himself is just a mental wreck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he has he has high anxiety. I saw well, and she was in Young Frankenstein or Fr Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
I remember a Mel Brooks movie called Life Stinks. Yeah, yeah, Leslie Ann Warren. Life Stinks. It, it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, <coughs> that was towards the end there where Brooks, uh, you know, not not as good. Um, yeah. Look, I have friends who are Mel Brooks devotees who hate Spaceballs. And you really? know Robin Hood Men in Tights. What? How? Yeah, I know, they just they just look at it as. And, I mean, I can understand from a, a standpoint where it's like, at that point, he's just doing like movie ripoffs, basically, which were yeah, funny. But, you don't get me wrong. <laughs> they but, were very funny. You know, they were good, but let's not. I mean, let's be serious. I mean, he went from doing Mel Brooks movies, which were original and, and all that kind of thing, to, you know, taking after, like, the Zuckers, you know, from, like, Airplane, you know? It's... Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I, I like uh, Men in Tights. Right. Oh, right, Richard next? Lewis? <laughs> uh, Why does get Robin... Them, get them! Save us! Save us! <laughs> Why does Robin Hood keep coming to... You know, it's like just... It's so... <laughs> This whiny king. Anyway, uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Lewis. Wait, one, one of yeah, Richard. One of the best scenes in <laughs> Robin Hood Men in Tights is when the guy, like, what, what, I forget his name. He has like the short black hair, and he's the king. He's like Richard Lewis's. I, I oh, forget, well, but, uh, yeah, um, Rees. So, something like that, Richard but Rees. So anyway, he's like, you know, uh, sire, I, I'm afraid I have some bad news. And then Richard Lewis, I, I'm, I'm very loosely, you know, quoting it. But why is it always bad news? How come you can never come to me with good? I'm so, I'm so depressed. And, uh, okay, so tell, tell me, tell me some good news. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> Robin Hood defeated all, all of our, all of our men. And he's in, he's infiltrated he's infiltrated the castle and he's he's on his way he's on his way right now to kill you and he's like what that's terrible news why are you laughing he's like well, you said you said to tell you it uh, to tell you it funny he's like and I, just I'm not doing it justice but if you look up that clip on YouTube yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah so I remember it it's so stupid. The Sheriff anyway. of Nottingham. Yeah, Nottingham. that's what... Yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's... The Witch that's a, was played by Tracy Ullman. Yes, 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 yes. That was a great, great cast. A good, good, good great movie. I loved it, but... Yep. You know, there's a lot of people that <coughs> that, that didn't, I guess. It wasn't up to <laughs> Mel Brooks standards. I guess. Unlike other Robin Hoods, I speak <laughs> I with an English speak. accent. <laughs> All right, next, next. One. See, now I'm laughing. Uh, born. Uh, Hello. Yeah, born. Born November nineteenth, nineteen thirty-three. <clears throat> Died January twenty-third, twenty twenty-one. Lawrence Zeiger, or or uh, A.K.A. A Larry King. Larry King, uh, CNN. Hello. Who was arrested in 1971 in Miami for some reason? 
Um, okay. No, I don't know. It has a mug shot of him. <laughs> uh, so Larry King, wait, wait, he was a talk show host. He was. Eh? What he else? Allegedly, you know, Larry King he was on the radio for decades, and then uh, he hosted Larry King Tonight or Live or whatever the heck it was called on CNN for... I don't know, 30 years or something like that, maybe longer. And uh, then he retired from CNN and Pierce Morgan took over his show and was terrible. And then, yeah. uh, but then like Larry King started doing these interviews on, uh, that were like infomercials, you know, very <laughs> okay. strange. And, and all the while he was peddling garlic. What the heck is that? I, uh, he did the infomercials for garlic. What is you garlic? take garlic every day. It's garlic. It was like garlic. It? it was like garlic uh, powder in a pill. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I guess if you, if you don't want to eat garlic, you just take the garlic pill. <laughs> okay. Well, he uh, he was he lived to be eighty seven. So I thought um, he was older than that. No, eighty seven. Married eight times. Oh yeah. Uh, what one time to the same person? <laughs> That's yeah. But anyway, so nine, right? Uh, well, not well. Eight times Seven counting, more. counting one double, <laughs> so nah. one repeat. Um, but the the weird thing, like toward, tell me if I'm understanding correctly. By the end, his interviews were just so. Uh, I don't know. He would be talking to to someone and oh, uh, tell me. Uh, uh, how much you pay for socks, or like, like just asking these weird, <laughs> bizarre questions, right? Like, am, am I wrong? I think or? you're thinking of Norm Macdonald's impersonation of him. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm telling. Like by the end, like how many uh, private jets do you own? And it's like, uh, well, none. <laughs> no, you know what it was. Um, it's funny. You can go back if you go back to like the '80s or '90s. I mean, the guy had so many great interviews, and he would like, like. Like, he'd be the only one to get an interview on TV with, like, Sinatra, right? Yeah, I mean, like, right. because he knew all these at, people. At, at that time, yes. I'm talking about by the end, he was just right. well, getting I mean, he weird. Was, you know, he was kind of, uh, his ratings probably stunk. He was a bit, uh, like, out of touch. So, I'm sure that didn't help. And so the producers probably were like, yeah, you know, uh, you know he's like, like, think about it. If Larry King is interviewing, uh, I don't know, Miley Cyrus, like, <laughs> what is he going to think to ask her? Seriously. Nothing. I don't know. Nothing. You know, he has no is. clue about her. So he's going to read what's ever on the paper. And then he would, he always said, you know, the trick of being a great interviewer is you listen. You right. don't say anything. You just listen. Right. So I guess, hey, I mean, you know. You know, if you say, what's your favorite brand of orange juice? And you sit there and listen. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. What kind of answer you're going to get, but. <clears throat> Moving on. So another, uh, yeah. it's getting, it's getting wackier as we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, next one. Born December 26th, 1939. Died January 16th, 2021. Uh, music producer, musician, songwriter, Harvey Specter, a.k.a. Phil Specter. Phil Specter. Phil Specter of the Money Store. 
No. No, I know. <laughs> um, and also man with weird giant hair. <laughs> wigs. Wigs. Crazy whatever. wigs that he had. This this guy, so, so oh, God, this, you know, <laughs> there, are, there are certain, I don't know what you want to call them, celebrities, artists, let's say, who are fairly somewhat normal, you know, quote, normal. I'm, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm just using that as shorthand for like a fairly plain person, right? And then yeah. there's artists slash celebrities who are are involved in very great, beloved, classic work, but are also yeah. complete maniacs who did very bad things. And it's like, what the heck? Um, so he was involved in a lot of great, classic, beloved music. Um, including stuff with, I mean, all, all those, you know, the, the Ronettes, all the early 60s stuff that influenced... The, uh, the Wall of Sound, right? Or... Yeah, that was his trademark. You know, he influenced the Beach Boys, the Beatles, all, all those, all that music. And and then later on, he was uh, involved with the Beatles and John Lennon. and, and uh, but, but it's just in his personal life, he was just a nut. He was just, I mean, with guns and shooting and this thing with murder and, and <laughs> like, what, what is going on? Why? Thing. Why are you doing that? Stop it. You know, I mean, you know, they say, you know, genius comes with just insanity, right? I mean. Uh, Sometimes, yeah. Like, you know, I, the guy was I a mean, musical like, genius, but he was also a, a maniac. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, remember, Ronnie Spector would say that, said that for years, and she was married to him there for a while. Yeah. Um, one story is that when, because uh, in John Lennon's solo career, he worked with him uh, for, for right. a period of time, and one of the stories, uh, again, I'm just paraphrasing. Anything good out of that period of time? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was some good stuff, but but one of the stories was like he recorded this this album of classic rock and roll cover songs and then phil Spector just which is terrible i just well we don't know because phil Spector took the tapes and was holding them ransom and would not give them back <laughs> so john lennon's like all right forget it i'll just go in and quickly re-record the versions with someone else Ah. Which, which, you know, didn't turn out that good. But No, those were terrible. And, like, he would bring guns into the recording studio and shoot the ceiling. And I, I, don't, think, what, what, I, I don't know. It was just, <laughs> I can't relate. I can't relate, and I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, a, wait, so, well, yeah, he was already a lunatic. I mean, R R Ronnie Spector talks about, I mean, he was already becoming, like, unglued by the, by the mid-60s. You know, um, hmm. but... Wait, so so have these have these Spectre tapes ever been found, John Lennon? Mm, I I didn't look too far into it. I n not not that I know of, but who knows? Well, I mean, I would think by now if they were, you know, Yoko would have released them. Yeah, true. <laughs> Probably eight Phil, times over. Phil Phil Spector, uh, he he also produced um, George Harrison's first solo album, "All Things Must Pass," which was yeah, I mean that was terrific. 
Yeah. But, yeah, look, he was maybe the most, one of the most influential uh, record producers of all time. Yeah. You know, I know. Uh, but he was also a man-man. Yeah. <laughs> it comes down yeah. to. So, so it goes back to the age-old question, the age-old conundrum. Can I continue enjoying his music knowing he was uh, a murderer and a, and a bad person? Or do I now have to stop listening to his music because I don't condone murder and I don't condone being a bad person? <laughs> just like with Michael Jackson, just like with Chuck Berry, just like with uh, any number of artists. I mean... I don't see I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, I don't to be know. honest. I, I mean it's not like yeah, I mean he was bad there at the end, but I mean what are you gonna do? He wasn't singing, he wasn't playing the instruments, he didn't write the songs. Well he did write a lot of the songs. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The early stuff. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. I guess for like Dor but think about it. If not for him, you don't have the Ronettes, you know, you don't have Darlene Love, you don't have uh, uh, um, uh, the what was the the Beach Boys uh, group that they had there uh, that Brian Wilson had. The Beach Boys? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. The studio musicians he had. Oh, the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. The Wrecking Crew. Right. You, know, you don't have those the, the the albums that we. I mean, what, I mean, he did the. What was the Beatles album he did? Was it Abbey Road or? Uh, Let it be. Let it be. So yeah. you don't have that, at least in the in the same way. Right. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna stop it from stop my I enjoyment. I know. Which which, by the way, uh, a side note. I know a lot of people bash Let It Be and and uh, I defend Let It. I think. The, the original version, the official original version, Let It Be. Yeah, I think that is a terrific album, and and I don't, I don't understand. It was, I mean, no, but I don't. But so many of these quote Beatle fans, they just bash uh. it like, oh, no, look at Phil Spector ruined it, and he put strings on Long and Winding Road. Yeah, have you heard the Long and Winding Road <laughs> on the naked version? It's terrible. It's terrible. Phil Spector did a good job on the Let It Be album. Well, the sequencing, fairness, the, the little banter between... I, he did a very good job. Look, in fairness, um, it's hard to say the naked Let It Be is should be compared at all, uh, good or bad, <laughs> right. because it's not the fully produced version that went out to record stores and the radio. So, I know, but you no. Know, but that was the point. Was McCartney was like, "I'm going to release it how it was supposed to be released," the, the, yeah, or, they, or, or at least they, did he then produce it, or what's probably the, the the problem to begin with that he did it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It wasn't. I should say it wasn't the problem that Paul McCartney did. It was the problem that Paul McCartney in like 2010 did it versus right, right. 1970 or 1985 even. Right. It was. It was. In my opinion, it was interesting but misguided. That's my yeah. opinion. I thought the original uh, "Let It Be" is a great album. 
That's just my... All right, who's next? Who died next? Uh, next we have... Hold on a second. Wait. Get the hell out of here. Um, one more we got. Well, two more. Oh. Yeah? Well, I mean, you added in this one and the second thing. I thought we did this guy already, but I guess not. No, 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 no. We'll have to do it now. <clears throat> okay. Hurry up! <laughs> All right. Born February 5th, 1934. Died January 22nd, 2021. Uh, someone who I didn't realize was still alive was... Uh, Hank Aaron, baseball player. Hammer Hank and Hank. Yeah. The Hammer, Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron. Well, it wasn't the Hammer. That was Fred Williamson. Oh, I don't This says Wikipedia says he football was nicknamed Ham Hammer Time. Hammering, Hammering <laughs> Hank. I know. Not the it Hammer. I, but it also says Hammer. I don't, I'm don't. i just telling oh. you what it said. <laughs> the Hammer was a football player. And a rapper. That's true. MC uh, Hammer. MC Hammer. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So Hank Aaron. Uh, who cares? Why? Why is he a big deal? What's so special about Hank Aaron? Well, I mean, Hank Aaron was one of the greatest uh, baseball players of all time. You know, he had the home run record, 755 home runs without steroids that he uh, he broke from uh, from Babe Ruth. Wow. 1974, I think. Was Babe Ruth doing steroids? No, he was doing hot dogs. <laughs> Hot dogs and booze. <laughs> I know. Was uh, who's better, Sammy Sosa or Hank Aaron? Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Bonds or Hank Aaron? Uh, I got. I, I think that's a tough one because uh, Bonds really? is a great player, even without the steroids. He was. All right. Listen, he's a great player. All right, um, all right. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it's tough. I, Hank Aaron had unbelievable statistics. Yeah. You know, he had a very long career, but he had the 755 home runs. He had 3,000 hits, well over 3,000 hits. He had tons of RBIs. I mean, the guy literally had one of the most you know, unbelievable careers ever. And... Um, the irony is that he, he set the home run record and never hit more than, I think maybe 46 was the most he had ever hit in a season. But he just yeah. always hit 35, 39, 40, 42 home runs, you know, for 20 years. It's, Which is a lot, by the way. I mean, to, to hit 40 home runs in a season is a lot. Well, not, not anymore, but back then, yes. Yeah. And, that, that was considered a lot, but I'm just saying, like, of his contemporaries, Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle, mm -hmm. um, you know, those guys all hit 50 home runs in a season. Um, Mantle did it a few times, but uh, I'm just saying. So, you know, I mean, Ruth Ruth hit 60, <laughs> of course, in the in the one season. Um, yeah, great guy. Uh, very, you know, he worked in the Atlanta Braves organization for many, many years. Um, just a good baseball guy and a, just a good guy. Yeah. Um, now, now, how about with uh, 
But by then, what? By the time he was in 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 uh, in, in baseball, what was like the whole like the the, the whole racial situation? Well, I mean, Jackie Robinson had broken the color barrier, but, I mean, Hank Aaron, I think he played when he was about 17. He, I think he did play in, in a Negro League for one season, and then he was in, you know, at least minor, the, you know, regular baseball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he was always, and, and let's face it, when he, in, I would say from, in the uh, from the fall of 73 through the s- spring summer of 74 when he broke the record of 715 that he hit um, he was I mean the guy had was given death threats and, and everything you know it was a lot of a lot of people especially in the south uh, were not uh, were not in favor of him doing that why I mean he was, but, he was playing for a southern team you would think they would root for him so that their team <laughs> I want my team yeah. to win. Please play good, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Well, the, a lot of those folks didn't didn't even want him, somebody like him to vote. Wow. Even in the nineteen seventies. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, it was definitely uh, racism against him. Um, I mean, that being said, look, um, Roger Maris was uh, vilified, some by fans, but. Also by the press when he eventually broke the Ruth uh, 60 home run record, um, very stressful because, you know, he was Babe Ruth was looked at as an American, you know, icon, and a lot of the adult fans in 1961, as well as the press, you know, a lot of those people had some of those people had seen Babe Ruth play baseball for instance so they and they had grown up with you know babe ruth as being this this icon you can't break a babe ruth record you can't do that right yeah so so babe ruth had become this this myth this tall tale by by then and it's like wait you broke his record oh he's he's back to being a regular person again even though we built him somewhat i mean you know it always happens you know when that you know when there's change it always happens the other thing with maris was you know he hit he actually i believe he tied the record i think he hit 60 within 154 scheduled games and because baseball was playing 162 games in 1961 whereas babe ruth in 27 there was only 154 games they um people like oh you know it doesn't really count you know because he hit the home run and eight extra games and i'm like whatever right it's what shouldn't count is what happened in the 90s with mcguire and sosa and then bonds with you know the steroiding it's just i know preposterous and i will go on record well i was on record then i didn't have a record to put it on but in 1998, when McGuire and Sosa were like hitting all these home runs, and all these people were like all excited about it, I was thoroughly disgusted. Like, like blood boiling disgust by this. Because I knew, I just knew something was not right. Right. You know, you all you grow of up a and, sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden now you have this handful it's like, of players like oh well there's there's more expansion teams i'm like that eh, yeah come on that's right. smaller stadiums no the ball is juiced no it, it can't be right 
You know, it just doesn't make sense what these guys are doing. Right. And of course it didn't because. <laughs> well, it didn't because it did. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they so, physically did it, but I mean, they were using steroids and then Bonds just took it to a level that was just preposterous at that point. So in 1952, Hank Aaron was on a team called the Indianapolis Clowns. Yeah, that was a Negro League team. What a team name. The Clowns versus uh, the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know. The, the, uh, but anyway, would you say, um, play, uh, how, how does, uh, who's better, Hank Aaron or Jose Canseco? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. Seriously though, what about like players? Uh, you want to like... know how? Here's a funny story. It's not so funny, but you know how stupid we were as kids. That very there was people <laughs> very stupid. Very stupid. We were very stupid, and again, this wasn't us. <laughs> Still, but stupid. there was always kids who would just come up with this dumb nonsense, and. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times there were idiot kids who insisted that Jose Canseco's name was not Jose, it was Jose. Jose, yeah, I know. Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco. And then we'd argue and be like, no, it's not a Jose, you idiot, it's Jose. No, there's no such word. <laughs> Stupid. But seriously, though, you like, like, how, like, how would you say uh, Hank Aaron... I don't know. You have you have uh, very famous players like Reggie Jackson or Cal Ripken or, or Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, are they? W would you put them all in the same class of player? Uh, no, I would put them below. Yeah, yeah like Hank Aaron. I, I would put Hank Aaron in a class with the Ruth and Gehrig and DiMaggio and Mantle and Mays. Um, you know, guys like that. But but what about any like, like Derek Jeter? And I, mean, I, I don't. I'm not a baseball expert. Like any any. Could, well, the, I mean, you you could probably put Jeter in that. I mean, Jeter was not a. He was a great player, but he was not. He was not one of these like, like mega hitting, like hitters. Mm -hmm. You know, like right. Not that it, you had to be a power hitter. I mean, Ty Cobb wasn't a power hitter and had every record known to man at the time. I mean, like Pete Rose was not a power hitter, but <laughs> was great in that sense. So I don't know. It's it's tough. It's you know the guys who who produced those statistics in the twenties and the thirties, the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. I mean, there were less teams, so hypothetically, you were playing against better players. Uh, in terms of your contemporaries. But, I don't know. That's it. Moving on. Alright, one more celebrity death. Anyway, that was uh, the great Hank Aaron. Now we have... <clears throat> we have... Uh, what's it? Wait, what's it real quick. He was, um, he was 86. Wow, 86 years old. Uh, okay. Born July 22nd, 1940. Died November 8th, 2020. Canadian-American game show host Alex Trebek. George From Trebek. Jeopardy. Say it again. From 
Jeopardy. Jeopardy, yeah. It was uh, he was he was his real name was George Trebek, but it's Alex really? Trebek. Yeah, George yeah, I, Alex. I, I don't think George Trebek has the same ring to it as Alec or Alex. Alex, yeah. He's another guy people used to argue. Is his name Alex or Alec? Uh, now, uh, well, wait, wait, what was it? And now, now you're making me question my own <laughs> sanity. That's what I mean. That was Alex. Yeah. With your host, Alex Trebek. Uh, so he he was 80 years old. He was uh, so so. There was a game show called uh, called Jeopardy. Do, do, and then do, 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 yeah, Merv Griffin. And then do, 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 it went off the air. Okay. And then it came. They revived it. Uh, as as the story goes, they revived it uh, partially. <laughs> I don't know if I believe this, but. Partially because of the popularity of the Weird Al song in the 80s. They brought it back and revamped it. Because originally it wasn't Alex Trebek. It was some other... Uh, it was Art right. Fleming. And then uh, and then he hosted it. And they revamped it. And, it, it's, I mean, it was on for... 95, 2005, 35 years or something. Roughly about 35 years. And it's still going. The, the, the revived version... Right. Well, I mean, think about it. Uh, most of the, um, I mean, most game shows, television game shows, have been rebooted fifty times, and I don't know that there was any from when we were kids that were original. Maybe Double Dare. Um, yeah. But I mean, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Well, I mean, Wheel of Fortune may have been new. Um. But definitely Jeopardy was uh, a family feud. Um, <laughs> right. Family the, 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 It's time to play the feud. Survey yeah. says hot dog. So, Holy. yeah, that was uh, good old Alex Trebek dead. There was that episode of Cheers where Cliff got on Jeopardy, and it was, and they were on the set. They shot it on the set of Jeopardy. Yeah, it was Alex yeah, Trebek, yeah. and he just, he just, uh, he was winning. Believe it or not, Cliff was winning, and then in final Jeopardy, blew it he, all. He blew it all, and, and the question—I forget the question. It was like I don't know, it was something, and he didn't know the answer, so he wrote. It was like, uh, these three people, uh, you know, something, famous people or historic people or whatever. And the answer was some, I don't know, something like, oh, they were the uh, whatever. And he, he didn't know the answer, so he wrote, uh, who are people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> and then Alex Trebek was like, no, I'm sorry, that's not correct. He's like, no, that is correct. They have never been in my kitchen. You owe me the money. Uh, that, uh, that's uh, correct there, Alex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, um, uh, yeah, Jeopardy. Uh, but yeah, so now they're doing these guest hosts, and uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on with it now, but. I don't know.
to be, if you wanted to be Sonic, tell me, what do you think a hedgehog would sound like? I have no idea. I gotta hear it, Larry. You gotta take a leap. This is your 150th episode. Hello. That's great. Hello, I'm just a hedgehog. No one one cares about me. Okay. That's great. That's fantastic. 